The Preds head up to Clarksville for their annual Gold Star game, and Andrew Burnett calls it one of the best scrimmages he's ever been a part of. Plus, Mark Delgaizo and Spencer Stastny, two defensemen that probably will be starting the AHL, having some of the best camps among all Preds players. Plus, we're getting our first look at Nashville's NHL 24 ratings today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, as always, want to start with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Predheads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I am a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Uh, last night was the Gold Star game. Yes. Uh, in Clarksville, uh, a special intra-squad scrimmage for the Nashville Predators. Uh, and you were keeping tabs on that. Uh, uh, what did you see from the Nashville Predators last night in their scrimmage? First of all, want to say, the first thing I noticed, FNM Bank Arena is gorgeous. That uh, facility is incredible, new, um, but really gorgeous. Oh my gosh, it knocked my socks off when I when I was kind of watching it. So shout out to FNM Bank Arena because you fancy. Um, but I thought it was a really great intra-squad scrimmage. Uh, the first thing I think that jumped out at me is the pace of it was back to that uh, really fast, very intense kind of high energy pace that we've been seeing at training camp that I think probably hasn't translated in the preseason games quite like it's been in training camp, but definitely very fast pace. You're seeing more of that Andrew Burnett style of play up and down the ice, you know, be offensive. Um, so I think that's probably the first thing that jumped out at me. Now it, that pace didn't, you know, it didn't stay quite that intense, the whole 60 minutes of hockey, but it was definitely fast paced, which I thought was really great. And I think there were some players that had really good scrimmages too. This, this was so smart of the Nashville predators because, you know, the more you get your eyes on these guys, the better, and this was a great opportunity for Andrew Burnett to kind of do a little bit more watching and learning. Yeah, it's also fun. Uh, you mentioned FNM Bank Arena uh, up in up in Clarksville. Uh, I saw the pictures of it, and that like it looked packed. It was. Uh, yeah. There wasn't there wasn't an empty seat in the heart. I know, like you know, there's a lot of people in Clarksville. That that's you know a bit of a drive to Nashville. So uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't get to go down to Nashville as much as they like uh, to you know to see Predators games. So it's cool that the Predators. Uh, are taking their scrimmage up there. I love the concept. Like I would love yeah. to see them um, maybe do that, but you know, some places across middle, like, you know, Tennessee Ooh. a little bit, maybe up to like Southern Kentucky, you know, Bowling Green's got an arena up there that I'm sure uh, some uh, Kentucky-esque Nashville Predators fans would love to to hang out and watch. 
yeah, you know, you, you look at the rosters from last night and, and it's, it's not any of like the normal names, right. um, you know, you have Yakov Trenin and Phil Tomasino, you had Carrie Lausanne and, um, um, who's the other Dante Fabro. Right. Um, but you know, the rest of them just kind of seem like, um, you know, either the young guys or guys trying to make a name for themselves, uh, in camp. I, I will say the biggest, I think, newsworthy thing to come out of last night's scrimmage was the return of Yuso Parsonen. Yes. Uh, yeah, so this is the first time we've seen him on the ice uh, for probably about a week and a half now, and uh, Of course, he's been dealing uh, with an injury, suffering in camp. Uh, how has Parsonen's return to the ice? I thought he looked great, didn't seem to miss a beat at all. He created some great chances. He uses, I'm telling you, he is so good at using his size to his advantage. Definitely did that in the game. But still, we saw very similar to like last season, Yusuf Parson and healthy Yusuf Parson. And so that was great. Adam Willsby was also back. He missed some time at training camp with a uh, lower body injury as well. So he was back. So it was great to kind of have that healthy roster back in, like you said, like Forsberg, Yossi, um, O'Reilly, Shen. They didn't play McDonough. They didn't play in the game. But it was a fantastic game. These players working for their spot, kind of wanting to show their skill set, some of the players competing for an opportunity, really made this such a great game. And I think the Predators organization, like they took Wayne D up there and they, I mean, they just made it such a great environment. And again, benefits the um, Special Ops Warrior Foundation, which is an amazing organization. Y'all should take a minute and kind of read up on it. It's really a fantastic thing. So such a great event and really good hockey, really good hockey, y'all. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't do it without Wayne D, could we? <laughs> I love Wayne D. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting, Anne, um, hearing some of the feedback from Andrew Burnett afterwards, you know, you mentioned the pace, mm -hmm. uh, how fast it was, um, you know, how, how much it looked like the Preds were skating. Andrew Burnett noticed it too. And he actually said something interesting uh, about the scrimmage overall afterwards. Let's take a listen. Well, I was really impressed with, with the energy they came out with tonight. This I wasn't expecting. It's probably the best, you know, inter-squad game I've, I've ever been a part of. Um, you know, obviously, competition here at camp is pretty high. There's a lot of guys vying for positions, and it, and it showed out there. I thought the compete level was through the roof. And I think for the fans in Clarksville that came out, I think they saw a pretty good show. So now looking ahead to the rest of training camp, what are you kind of looking to get out of these guys over the next couple preseason games and practices as well? Well, we have a lot of teaching. We have a lot of work to do. Um, and it's kind of a little bit of a process day by day. And tomorrow we'll go back at it and try to get a little bit better. How many scrimmages and in, like, inter-squad games do you think Andrew Burnett has been a part of uh, yeah, in done. his career? Yeah. yeah. I mean, gosh, you think between as a player – as you know, a, somebody behind the bench, somebody in a front office. I mean, this guy has seen a lot of scrimmages. That, that's that's pretty big words. You know, best intra-squad scrimmage I've ever been. I mean, you know, maybe he's just like hyping the you know the team up a little bit, like kind of doing PR for his team. But I mean, that that does say uh, something that you know about, about the energy that even like the head coach was like, oh, wasn't really expecting that. 
Yeah, no, and I really think that that that's that's a hundred percent how he read it. I the energy, the pace of the game, I think was exactly in the realm of this could have been the best interest squad scrimmage he's ever seen. It really was that good of a competition. And I think so much about the Predators training camp. And this scrimmage is because everything is new and everybody is proving it goes back to Andrew Brunette talking about, you know, his first message to this team is everybody has a clean slate. You know, I'm not coming in here with any preconceived notions, whether you are a veteran or whether you are a rookie. So come in here and show me what you can do. And, you know, you look at a player like Tanner Molendyke, just drafted in, was it June? Just drafted in June, he's still with the team because Andrew Brunette is seeing some things with him. Now, do I think he's going to crack the opening night roster? Probably no, but he is proving himself. And I think that there are a couple of players that are taking this clean slate opportunity and are embracing it and are really running with it. And Andrew Brunette gets to see that. We all got to see it last night in this scrimmage. So this is such a golden opportunity for all of the players. And I think it's been really good to see that you don't see anybody kind of assuming anything. You don't see Philip Forsberg or Roman Yossi assuming anything along with these younger players. You know, Yakov Trenin, I think, is having a fantastic camp. He is showing what he can do. He is all, you know, putting it all in there. He's not just coasting on the, I know I'm, I know I'm in. So it's a great situation, and we saw that the scrimmage was really kind of um, a snippet of what is happening with this team right now. Yeah, uh, Nashville Predators, of course, have a preseason game tomorrow in Tampa, mm-hmm. uh, and then they have uh, two games against the Hurricanes next week, and then, uh, yeah, that's it, Ann. That's it. And we got regular season yeah. hockey on the horizon after oh, that. Gosh. We're ready. We're, we're, we're something. All right. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, you, two of the people you mentioned, uh, that have seemingly popped up a bunch, uh, this training camp have been Mark Delgazo and Spencer Stastny. Interesting storylines on them. Yeah. Uh, two players who have stood out one, we sort of expected one we didn't. Uh, so we'll talk about their camps coming up in just a second, but first want to mention today's episode brought to you by DoorDash. We all know DoorDash, right? That's the place where if you don't feel like cooking, you don't want to go out of the house for carryout, all you have to do is log on to the app, order food from your favorite restaurant, and it's at your door in minutes. We all know DoorDash, but did you know that you can also get your groceries from DoorDash as well? Yep, you trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. So now you can get the grocery delivery that actually delivers too. DoorDash has thousands of grocery stores to choose from. So you'll know you're finding the best in your neighborhood and every order boosts your local economy. So you can feel good about placing your order. You get exactly what you ordered or DoorDash makes it right. So you can sit back and enjoy quality groceries. You just picked yourself. And if you want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with $0 delivery fee on eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership and with easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Right now, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. 
Limited time offer, terms apply. Again, that's $50 off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Ann, we are talking Nashville Predators training camp. Uh, Gold Star game last night. And, of course, one of the players that stood out again, again. is Mark Del Geizo. And it, mm. it's noteworthy that he keeps standing out in these camps, in these preseason games, uh, because Del Geizo was sort of the prospect that everyone kind of forgot about heading yeah. into this camp you know of course he was you know a lot of people were very high on del Gaizo for a couple of years when he first came over when he first started playing in milwaukee there's a lot of people that's like oh yeah he's gonna be the next man up and it seems like he's kind of fallen down the predators like organizational depth chart uh, a little bit you know we we have guys uh like somebody we're gonna be talking about uh in just a second pass him Mm -hmm. uh, on on the uh, on the depth chart, uh, you've had some other guys come in or get drafted that I think a lot of people are like they're more uh, have more of an NHL you know ready pedigree than him. Uh, so it's interesting that now again, Mark Del Geizo is starting to look like a player who could make some noise should he ever get a call up to the Nashville Predators team. Yeah, I have loved watching Mark Del Geizo in training camp. And I would agree with what you said. He's probably not somebody that we've talked a ton about this offseason. You know, the defensive core, we've talked about this a lot on the show. You know, there's a lot of NHL experience on the defensive core. And I think that we've kind of figured out the top two pairings are going to be the veteran guys. Who who is going to be in that third pair? You know, we've talked about Fabro Carrier. You've got Jeremy Lisson. You've got Jake Livingstone. You know, Spencer Stasny played eight games up in the NHL. I don't know that it would have dawned on us maybe in the offseason to say, well, Mark Del Geizo maybe. And, and here's what I would say. I'm not saying that Mark Del Geizo is necessarily going to crack the opening night roster. But what I will say is that nobody in Nashville is going to be surprised to see him get a call up for the Predators if there is a need for a defenseman to be called up. He has had one of the best camps of any of the players that I've seen. And it's he's done it very quietly, but it's been very intentional for him. You know, he has taken, again, this blank slate message and fully embraced it. And we talked with him last week at training camp and he was very upfront and said, look, I have a chip on my shoulder. Like I came into this camp with a chip on my shoulder because y'all didn't call me up last year. Mm -hmm. And I think I was ready. And if you look at his season last year with the Milwaukee Admirals, he started off pretty good and he just continued to get better. And in the postseason, he was one of the best players in the postseason. You know, he was second in points in the postseason behind Luke Evangelista, um, mm -hmm. tied for third, you know, tied for third or fourth in goals in the postseason and just defensively sound. 
So Mark Del Geizo has come in with something to prove. And I think he has done so much with the opportunity he's been given. You see him playing really smart positionally. You know, he was caught. Uh, he was the defender back in a two on one um, in the Gold Star game last night. And he very clearly intentionally says, I'm going to play the pass. You take the shot. You know, so I just I think he's making really smart decisions. And I think Andrew Burnett is noticing He's seeing what Mark Del Geiso is doing. Yeah. And it's interesting because when we were having this conversation about, you know, Cole Smith earlier yeah. this year, I mean, you said the line that certain players look different mm -hmm. simply because they're playing different, you know, whether, yeah. whether it's, they're being used a little bit different, whether they've really gone and worked themselves, uh, worked on themselves during the off season, uh, you've, you've noticed it. And yeah. Del Geizo seems like one of those players where he's looked at and said, look, you know, for whatever reason, I sort of fell down the depth chart early on. And, you know, I, I wasn't getting an NHL shot. Um, and, you know, he's come in, gotten a fresh look from, you know, fresh brain trust. Yes. And he, you know, he's done the work, too, on his end. And it's interesting because I, I really like Del Geizo a few years ago. I thought he was a mm -hmm. really good puck carrier. I thought he's, you know, kind of an underrated skater. And it seems like better late than never, he's now starting to put some of those, you know, high potential pieces that we saw from him a few years ago all together. Yeah. And, and if he does that, you know, not just the Admirals are going to have a great player, but the Predators may have somebody that they can call up in, in a pinch and, and play well too. Yeah, and I think Andrew Brunette is noticing that. At the end of the Gold Star game, his team was down a goal. They pulled the goaltender, and who was quarterbacking that extra attacker in the last minute was Mark Del Geiso. I mean, he was out there with Evangelista and Kimmel and Glass and, yeah. you know, Tomasino. So he is earning a lot of, of respect. He's earning ice time. Uh, Andrew Burnett wants to see what he can do. And, and I'm loving what he is doing with the opportunity he's been given. He just is doing so many little things really well. So it'll be interesting to see what his whole season looks like. Again, you know, with the defensive depth, don't know that he's going to get the start right out of camp, but he has mm -hmm. done everything he can do with this opportunity. It's been really impressive. And on the other end, you have somebody like Spencer Stastny. Yes. Now, this was a guy who a lot of people were expecting a big camp from last year. Mm -hmm. You know, he came in uh, to the NHL, um, you know, after four years in Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, he got his first NHL call up and a lot of people were impressed right away. Uh, I think Alex Doherty mentioned it's like he might low key be one of the best Pred skaters uh, in, in camp. Overall, sure. you know, this is a guy who's played 18 NHL games. So a lot of people were expecting big things from him, but I think it's key that he's delivered yes. early on in camp as well. Yeah, I would agree with that too. You know, you kind of wonder when when young players come in and they make a really good first impression, which, which Spencer Stasny did at the end of last season, you know, he made such a good impression what what's next you know is that a mirage was it just perfect timing or is that really what his skill set is and i think what we're seeing in camp is we saw what spencer stasny's skill set is you know you talk about his skating 
I think there are people who would say he's probably one of the top five skaters in the entire AHL. You know, he's that good. You know, he is that good. Um, And it's so funny. We talked about Tanner Mullendyke, who, you know, the Predators just drafted and his skating is his calling card. You know, he and Spencer Stasny, two of the best young skaters in the sport right now. And the Nashville Predators have him on their team. But Stasny is also good decision making. He's playing very responsibly. He's getting involved in the offense in responsible ways. So it's been really exciting to watch these two players, you know, because you don't know what you're going to expect. You know, you kind of talk about that sophomore slump. I'm not sure that Stasny would say he was a whole freshman, but you know, you're seeing the same skill level from Stasny in training camp. And it's very exciting for the Nashville Predators to have that kind of depth even further down the depth that they have on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's we're we're talking about two players standing out during camp and being among some of the best defensemen. And the, the Preds have so much depth that we're kind of automatically saying it's like, yeah, they're going to be in the AHL. I mean that that tells you, you know, kind of how many NHL guys the Preds have uh, in front of them. Uh, So, you know, it's it's I think an interesting conversation that the Predators are going to have, maybe if they start to struggle a little bit uh, during the regular season, Uh, maybe somebody like an Alexander Carrier, Dante Fabro or Jeremy Lazan start having um, maybe some rough stretches mm-hmm. during the year. And if you look down in Milwaukee and you see one of these two guys being like, these guys are tearing it up. And remember they were tearing up in camp. Like do the Nashville predators maybe make a move and shuffle some things out and give these guys, you know, an NHL chance. Yeah. And I think it keeps the pressure on players like Fabro and Carrier who, you know, Carrier, I, I think is just on a one year deal, you know. So is Fabro. Yeah. So is Fabro. So look, guys, this is your year to show us because we've got these two fellas who really are showing that they want to be here and they're trying to earn their spot. So very interesting thing to watch this entire season with the mm-hmm. defensive depth. Yeah. Uh, If you love video games, you are going to love this next segment. The NHL has put out some of the early rankings for NHL 24. Uh, We'll see where some of the Preds place coming up in just a minute. But first, want to remind everybody that Locked on Predators is your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. You can get us wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Wherever you're listening, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, as Ann mentioned, we are counting down to the regular season, two preseason games next week. We are going to talk about some of the roster battles that are happening throughout camp. Uh, who's going to be on the fourth line? Who's going to be that extra forward? Uh, where could, you know, could somebody like Zachary LaRue, all of a sudden, maybe compete for a spot. That's going to be on next week's show. All right, Ann. Uh, it is a big day for, I think, a lot of NHL fans, video gamers alike. The NHL 24 ratings yeah. are slowly and surely starting to come out. Uh, the NHL has released the top 20 players from each position, going through these very, very slow. Uh, we have a couple yeah. uh, to talk about on the list. Uh, let's go through 
the number two overall defenseman in the entire game. Roman Yossi at 94 overall. Uh, should I point out higher overall than Austin Matthews, uh, oh, which I think some people are kind of raising their eyes out. Uh, just one uh, ratings point behind uh, Kale McCarr. Very, I love this. Very interesting. Roman Yossi, I think, look, this is what we're going to say. There are some players in the Nashville Predators, and we'll get to another one, who may be perhaps overlooked for whatever different reasons. And it's nice to see Roman Yossi kind of get get acknowledged in this way. (laughs) I mean, a Norris trophy would be good, too. And your dog absolutely is all on board on this. Yeah. Mojo. So offended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mojo is absolutely on board. Roman Yossi being 94 <laughs> overall. Uh, yeah. And it's good to see recognition because as the NHL, you know, I think it was Mike Rupp on NHL Network pointed out, it's like, hey, over the last five years, Roman Yossi leads all defensemen in scoring. And yeah. He, yeah I mean, yeah. he is only, I think, the, you know, the, the third player. Uh, over the past 30 years to lead his entire team in scoring four consecutive years. There's not a lot of defensemen that did that. So, you know, Roman Yossi getting recognition. Here's something uh, to be a little bit maybe more angry out. Oh, yeah. UC Saros, 89 overall, the number six goalie in the game. What does the man have to do, y'all? What does the man have to do? So he's the Rodney Dangerfield of goaltenders. He gets no respect. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to find uh, who's in head of him. Uh, here we go. So it was Vasilevsky was number one. That's not uh, in last. the game. Which I, I don't even. Yeah. Well, less back surgery out. What two months? Two. Yeah. Two months less. Uh, I guess. I guess he's got to play somewhere. It better place than EA Sports. Uh, and then a tie for second between Ilya Sorokin and Igor Shosturkin with 92 overall. Hellebuck was 91 overall. He's fourth. Uh, fifth was a tie between Linus Olmark and Jake Ottinger. 90 overall. Our friend Linus Olmark, I may add. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you had Saros at 89. One spot above Freddie Anderson. Um, first off... I take umbrage with a lot of these ratings. Uh, I thought I thought Shesterkin should be number one. Yeah. I think if you're gonna have anybody, uh, you would tie Saros and Sorokin. Yes, uh, I, I would agree. absolutely put uh, Saros above Ottinger. And yeah, I know he had the I know he had the big year, but you know I would I think UC Saros deserves to be above Linus Allmark as well. Yes, I would agree with that. And and look, Linus Allmark, delightful fellow. We got to talk to him at the award show. Delightful young man. Don't know that he's going to be able to repeat the season. I think that that people have to kind of wait and see what happens this season before you're certain that he's going to be back to that. I also don't necessarily get the Jake Ottinger thing. And there is a Jake Ottinger thing. And again, I agree with you. Had a you know had a really good postseason but you look at UC Soros's body of work look at UC Soros's body of work don't necessarily look at the Nashville Predators y'all but you look at UC Soros's body of work and this is somebody who is consistently consistently a top goaltender 
in the league, who is consistently a goaltender who makes his team better. Every time he is on the ice, I just don't get why people don't see what Soros brings. I don't, I, I get a little bit tired of the Soros slander. Not yeah. even slander. They just don't pay attention to him. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the, I guess, big thing. Um, you know, it's just, it just feels like UC Saros never gets his credit as, Hey man, this is, this is a guy that's as good as Sorokin. Right. Um, you know, I feel like if the Preds were, you know, a smidge better, yeah, maybe that conversation changes or, or maybe, maybe he was taller. Is that yeah. it? Is it a height thing? Cause that's bold. I don't know. Maybe UC Saros, maybe if he didn't have to make 44 saves on 47 <laughs> shots every night, his save percentage might spike up another bit. Look, this uh, is and what then, I would say. I play Atari. That's the best I ever got. And I would take Saros over any of those guys any day. Yeah. Is it just Crazy. a little graphic of him moving up and down, saving yeah. the little square? Yeah. It's like hard. the, what is that? Roblox? Is that what they're called? Or the Minecraft? Minecraft. Minecraft. It's like yeah. a little Minecraft. I, I was thinking Pong. Oh, I loved Pong. Very stressful. Yeah. But you I men you mentioned Atari and that was the first thing that came That out. Or what's the one where you had to hop on the alligators, but you had to be on the eyes because if you were on the mouth, they would eat you. What was that one called? I know what you're talking about. I, know, yeah. I don't think I ever got that game. Oh, it was the best, y'all. Yeah. It was the best game. Yeah. Let's uh, Google that till I can remember it. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, hey, also Philip Forsberg, uh, the the last Predator to have his rankings released, uh, eighty eight overall, the eleventh ranked uh, left wing in the game as well. Okay. I mean. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the game with uh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good to see Forsberg still ranked high because I think yes. maybe last season. Uh, you know, fell back under the radar a little bit. But, yeah, it's, this guy was, you know, an injury-riddled season away uh, from a, from a, you know, an 84-point right. season uh, in a 42-goal season. So clearly still, you know, somebody that's in his prime, somebody that can score a lot. Um, and, you know, it, it's good to kind of see him, I guess, get the recognition. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, another season, this one with Ryan O'Reilly, I think – you know, he could get back to 42 goal Philip Forsberg, which is a great nickname. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, what's your favorite Atari game to those of you listening <laughs> at home? think of it. Yeah, let, let us know. Let us know in the comments uh, or, you know, comment on literally any hockey thing uh, we've discussed today. Uh, we'll, of course, be back next week with all new episodes. Anna, where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter X at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at PenaltyBoxRadio.com uh, or follow me on Twitter X at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, also, be sure to follow the show on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Lockdown Predators to find us. Or on that website at LO underscore Preds. Predators. Whatever. Yeah. Follow us there. That's going to do it on today's Lockdown Predators podcast. It's a Friday show if you can't tell. We'll be back next week with all new episodes. We'll see you then.